man welcome to crow triple seven radio this will be episode 208 while jason and i are endeavoring to add an additional show every week the numbers that i say in this preface may change and we'll make that clear with the imagery and all the other titling that goes with this stuff that we do anyhow uh welcome to bizarro world by the way jason lingren as is always i probably don't even need to say it he's here with me he's always here with me but we have asked curtis kallenbach Back. Actually, Kurt Kallenbach. Uh, some of the episodes that we have done with Kurt in the past have blown some heads clean off shoulders, blown some minds. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot to consider. But at the root of what's being laid down, if you don't consider the possibility of it, I think you may be missing the boat. After all, what is civilization but a bunch of systems put together? It's what it is. And we all agree to participate in these systems. But when we agree to participate in systems, what is it that we're giving up? And I think that's a key thing to keep in mind. Welcome, Jason. Good morning, Crow. You know, it might be the end of the world, but I still feel fine. Yeah, we all feel fine. So maybe it's really not the end of the world, but maybe maybe in some kind of a symbolic way, it is in fact the end of the world. We'll see. I think Kurt's going to push in that direction. Do you have anything to throw on the table here before we try to maximize our time with Kurt? Nope, let's get with Kurt. All right, welcome, Kurt. Hey, guys. All right, we've got a lot to do here, (laughs) and I have PDFs in front of me. You've written letters, but uh, I think we've agreed that for any of this to make sense to anyone, we're going to have to lay down some definitions. Yeah, I'm I'm rebooting my my, uh, computer, but you were talking about a system just a few seconds ago. I believe that the Declaration of Independence laid out a, a very specific system for a living man, and that, that is the laws of nature and nature of God. I think that's the system for a living man, and, and the concept of the Declaration of Independence is only within that system. Anything outside of that system, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, I mean, as far as a living man and, and things like that, even, oh, you know what? Yeah, let's, I'm, I'm rebooting. You guys keep going, and I'm going to jump in here real quick. All right. So, I mean, I agree with what Kurt just said there. Um, You have the idea of a living man or a living woman, and it's actually more than an idea. It's provably a true state of being. And that connects us to nature. And that, you know, by, by proxy, by logical deduction, is part of this creation, however you choose to view how this place got here. And so we make a lot of agreements with ourselves and with other entities in this world to participate in systems. There's not a system you can point to that isn't artificial, that isn't detached from nature. And most of the civilized things we do, so-called civilization, as a matter of fact, as I pointed out before, the first fall of man and myth is described as Saturn introducing civilization to man, ending the Garden of Eden idea, described as the first fall of man. And what is the first fall of man? The coming of civilization. So these are all things to consider as Kirk gets ready to go here. Anything you want to add, Jason? Here, mankind, have some fire. (laughs) Got to go back to the Promethean (laughs) idea, but it it all relates. It's it's all, to me, these are all analogies or uh, analogous in some way to the condition that we find ourselves in. And a lot of times they claim to be outlining how did we get here, which is not always an easy thread to follow. But are you rebooted, Kurt? Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out the best direction for us to go because I always like to start at the beginning so people understand the, the rest of the conversation, because without knowing the front end exists, you can't, you don't have any place to jump in. So you well, tell ha- me what ha- you want to do here. 
having done shows with you, I know where the beginning starts. I know where, <laughs> just having spoke with you, I know where time was apparently frozen. So there's the beginning, if I'm not mistaken, and that's where we have to start. The beginning is, is fertilization, period. That's the beginning of life. That's the beginning of man. And that's when the, the, the two gametes, the, the sperm and the ovum come together and become one new brand spanking unique individual. Here's the thing. That individual from that point, that's the alpha moment. Biologically, it might even be the alpha moment biblically if you go that direction. But the alpha moment biologically is, is fertilization. And the product of fertilization is a single cell called the zygote. That right there, those 46 chromosomes, that's your entire godly estate. I say godly because that brand new thing, it is somewhat a miracle because science can't explain how that, that act of creation actually occurred. It can prove that it did occur, but it, can't, it can never explain how it occurred. So I consider fertilization an act of God. The product of that act is the single cell called the zygote. That's it. That's your entire godly estate all in one cell. Now, here's the thing. Over the next nine months, that one cell subdivides internally, becoming a baby, an umbilical cord, and then the outside shell, so to speak, which is the extra embryonic material. It's still only one thing. Baby, umbilical, and extra embryonic material is still only one thing. Same exact DNA, uh, the outside, no different than the inside as far as genetically. It's all one thing. The problem is, is when they cut the umbilical cord. So think about this. Baby comes out, they clamp a cord, they cut the cord, and then the rest of baby comes out, the rest of baby's estate, the rest of baby's property. Two completely separate entities are viewed in law at that point. I should say at law to be really clear, because in law, there's still only one thing. There is no third entity, third thing. Think about this. Uh, Jason, I want to just ask you this. So baby comes out, right? Mm -hmm. They cut the cord, and then now the umbilical, which is still part of baby, and the extra embryonic material, which is still part of baby. So you got the baby, the cut, the umbilical cord, and the extra embryonic material. How many things are there? Well, it sounds like three. It's a trick question. It is a trick question, and the real answer is one. <laughs> it's one. It's always one. It's always one. There's never more than one of you. There's never more than one of your estates. What they get us to believe is that there's a third thing created with the cutting of the cord. Um, the cutting of the cord allows for the umbilical and then what's known as the placenta to come out as a born-alive third person. In law, I mean, God law, there is no third person. So think about this. Baby is one person and mom is two person. What they've done through alchemy is create what's called a tertium quid, a third person. They, a tertium quid, I'm going to go to Wiki real quick on tertium quid because it's pretty fun to know this stuff. A tertium quid refers to an unidentified third element. That's T-E-R-T. I-U-M space Q-U-I-D, tertium quid. And for those that want to follow along, this is at Wikipedia. A tertium quid refers to an unidentified third element that is in combination with two known ones. Well, that describes the placenta perfectly. Let me go to the definition of placenta real quick at Wikipedia. Placenta, 
the placenta functions as a fetal-maternal organ with two components. The fetal placenta, the chorion prosundum, which develops from the same blastocyst that forms the fetus. This is exactly the same property. And the maternal placenta, which develops from the maternal uterine tissue. Two separate entities, two separate genetic codes, combining into one placenta, which identifies this tersum quid perfectly. Tersum quid refers to an unidentified third element that is in combination of two known ones. The phrase is associated with alchemy. It is Latin for third something or third what. They created, this is where the fictitious person's created. It's called born alive. And this born alive placenta is the tertium quid. This stuff is so important because when they cut the cord, the cutting itself is, is actually the arresting of the forward progress of the remaining material. So baby comes out into the new world, right? Yes? Yeah. And then they cut the cord. Does the rest of the material stay attached as one unit to baby coming into the new world? No. The development of that remaining material is arrested. It's cut off from the future. It's cut off from the present. Because once they cut it off, it stops its forward progress biologically. It becomes a legal decedent the moment they cut the cord because it's in the process of dying. So it becomes but ba- it's also, basically, yeah. and I know you're going to probably slice and dice what I'm about to say here, but I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> so basically, you have physical things in the world. The third thing, which you were using the Latin, the the alchemical ideas that you just defined, basically third quid, um, if we were going to talk partially in English, um, that's a real thing. But then an idea, an idea gets attached to it. So my my thing here is, so you have this third thing. Does that physically have to stay on deposit in the world, or is it so arcane that that thing could be incinerated or you know wherever it goes in the world, but the idea remains, or is something else going on? No, they they it's it's obviously it's substantial, it's biological, it does exist physically, but forever. Does it have to be maintained? Is there a bank account with these things, these third things in it? Well, let me ask you something. Remember. In reality, there is no third thing. There's your DNA and mom's DNA. That's what are I'm getting st- at. So we're talking are about... You my- still, are you still using that DNA today? Well, of course. Of course. So you never you never abandoned it as, as oh, their the presumption is. Okay, okay. Yes, me, by, by you me, still okay. being alive. Okay, okay. This truly is arcane and alchemical. Um, I get exactly what you've said. Uh, it, it's all idea is not even really the right word to define it. I don't know how to define it in English. It's a concept, um, but anyhow, just just keep going. So this this is, <laughs> the fact is is you're still using the same vessel. You are always using the same vessel. The difference is is that from the single cell at fertilization, you have evolved. This is the evolutionary process that everybody's denying. When you evolve from a single cell to the men that I'm speaking to right now on the other end of this phone call, that's evolution. My evolution has happened over 60 years. 
It started with a single cell to this moment. That's all evolution. But they got entire populations of people negating that evolution even exists. I mean, the Scopes trial back in 25, they got people to actually say evolution doesn't happen. Well, that's perfect for a country that's built on a narrative. It's, it's perfect for a country that's built on birth certificated persons that have no substance. It's perfect for that world. But, but evolution happens in bi biological evolution happens no matter what. I have changed from a single cell to this man in this chair. That's evolution. Every seven years, your, your, your cells evolve to the point where you're almost a completely new biological entity. That's evolution. So the fact that we believe in nonsense and we cancel out the, our very existence by just agreeing that evolution doesn't occur, that's where we're at right now. They're shutting down the world because there are no people left. They all bought into a narrative. By the way, the, the, the last book of the Bible is Revelation. Revelation is the end of the narrative. It's not the end of the biological world. It's not the end of the substantial world. It's the end of a fiction. It's the end of a story, for crying out loud. That story's ending now because there are people waking up to the fact that conception is not their origin. The narrative of the birthday is not their origin. The origin of man is fertilization. The moment everybody wakes up to that fact is the end of the story. And that is Revelation. That's the last book of the Bible. We're in that right now. This truly I, is the end of the story. I, I can't take umbrage with that because we know the narrative exists. We know that people bought into it, mostly unknowingly, but nonetheless. And so it stands to reason that if you have a narrative that's drawing an entire process a tire way of life in the world, and then a few people wake up and start challenging it, that system can no longer exist. That's what's happening. And, it's, and now, I mean, again, it's the, it's the blinding light terminating all those shadows. The, the, so the, what the, you're the saying nasty creatures is, of the night. Yeah. So let's cut to the chase. What's going on right now with what most people are calling the corona nonsense? <laughs> it's not a double reverse. It's not even a triple reverse. It's so unintuitive. I mean, that's what you're pointing at here. Yeah, I am. It's the opposite. Again, the word arrest. Let me go back to that real quick because I, I want people to be clear. And I'm just not having a good day on this computer. I'm sitting out in a garage right now down in down in Florida because we have all the grandkids with us, just so you know. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Let me, okay, I'm going back to uh, arrest. The concept of an arrest, think about this. So baby moves into the future. He's cut off. I mean, they cut the cord and baby gets wrapped up in some swaddling clothes or whatever and goes home with mom and dad. That baby is moving in into the present and butting up against the future. In other words, he's present. That baby's present. But when they cut the cord, that material is frozen in time. It doesn't move forward with baby. If they would have allowed the, the umbilical and the placenta to, to remain on the baby, it would have all been delivered to the new world. But it wasn't. Part of baby has been arrested or placed under arrest through the term abortion. The moment they cut the cord, it's an abortion. It's a stopping of forward motion. The definition of abortion, most people think abortion as, you know, the Roe v. Wade where people are choosing to kill a baby. No, the one definition of abortion is just the forward progress, stopping the forward progress of anything. Well, they did that when they cut the cord. They stopped the forward progress of the placenta, which is the tertium quid or third person. The third person's frozen in time. 
it's kind of ironic because you can imagine all the, you know, the, the rude way other nations that aren't first world are referred to as third world. But you can imagine there must have been a ton of babies that kept from older traditions, everything intact. But those babies didn't have the resources of, of the big countries where they were going to hospitals and, and this was going on. I'm just pointing out. Well, see what there's I'm, so see what I'm getting at here. Yeah, I'm gonna, there, there were people who I'm were gonna, never <laughs> arrested. And they exactly because they knew the alchemical nature of the of the remaining material, the remains from their and tradition. That, this thing, from the tradition. By the way, the word tradition is the opposite of modern. Modern man is the is the baby that has been disconnected from his history by the cutting of the cord. That's called modern man. The, the if if man would have remained connected, he would have been able to carry with him his traditions, which also would have included his inheritance which he's unable to get to as a modern man because he's been cut off from it. I'm with you all okay. day long. I don't know if it's all 100% in the middle of the road, but I am so with you all day long. Well, we're going to get into some really crazy stuff on the second hour, but let me let me read abortion just so we're, you know. We're already doing that, but go ahead, define it. Number three, and this is Merriam-Webster right online, so it's not some uh, obscure, you know, old dictionary I found that was in somebody's attic. Um, abortion... Number three says the arrest of development as a part or process resulting in imperfection. Understand that the whole, your whole estate, W-H-O-L-E, consists of all of the material from the, the zygote. From fertilization to this moment, all of your estate, that's perfection. The whole, the entire, that's perfection. So when they cut us off from the rest or remaining or our origin, we become imperfect. And you've heard it a thousand times in your life. No body is perfect. Why? Because they cut the rest off. That's why nobody's perfect. And then the church comes in and gives you back this vessel, this thing that they call it absolution. And absolution is nothing more than making you whole again. So that what they've done is they've cut off this material, this biological material. They arrest it. And that word arrest means to abort. So again, number three here says arrest of development. This is abortion. Number three says the arrest of development. If I cut the umbilical cord, is there any chance that the cord and the placenta are coming with me into the new world? No, not the way things have been done no. in hospitals in this country, right? Well, it's, it's called a ritualistic uh, uh, dismemberment. That's a ritual. It's a religious ritual for those people that believe in that thing, even though we've not been given a choice. Nature doesn't do that. There are, no, there are no abortions like that in nature. There are no cutting of the cords in nature. Somewhere between 10 and 14 days, a fortnight, the, the cord falls off on its own. It's not a big thing, but again, that's the laws of nature and nature's God. The cord falls off on its own. To have it ritualistically dismembered. By the way, member means membrane. Membership is a membrane ship or vessel. The extra embryonic material that, that, that we were encapsulated in is our vessel. It's our membership. So what they've done is they've cut off our membership to the United States of America. That's what's been cut off. Cut off from our member, our, our, our vessel, our boat, the boat we came in on, has been aborted. <laughs> it's an aborted vessel. And now we're disconnected from our 
connection to the United States of America, the continental United States of America. The membership, I'm going I'm to use this in two different forms. I'm going to use it in an admiralty term, and I'm going to use it in a biblical term. How's that? Okay. When the zygote, the single cell, is going through the evolutionary process, the outside of the shell, the outside of the zygote, remains pretty much exactly the same throughout. It just toughens up. But all the changes, all of the evolutionary process is happening on the inside. So the outside remains pretty much the same, the hard outside shell, but the inside turns into all the umbilical and the baby itself. That, that is the evolutionary process. Baby, umbilical, and the ship or the, the boat that is the extraembryonic shell. That's the boat baby came in on. When you understand that when they cut the cord, when they take baby out and they pl- clamp and cut the cord, they're separating you from your boat, the very ship that got you from God to the new world. They cut you off from the original boat that got you from God, from nowhere, from, from the very act of creation to this moment called to being born. They took the vessel from you. That's your member ship that evidences your membership to man to man without it you don't have any evidence any biological evidence so the the admiralty aspect of it is that you were in mother's waters in this boat i always like to think of the baby inside as being the ship captain or noah and the outside as the ark in other words it is truly the ark of the covenant because it evidences your godly origin That's the Ark of the Covenant. It's the boat you came in on. But when they cut the cord, they take your boat. The nice thing is, is they provided you with a slip of paper or a paper slip that evidences the location of that boat in its birth. That boat (laughs) is in a birth. (laughs) And they gave you a paper slip or a slip of paper where that boat is being kept. So your godly origin is in a birth. That's the admiralty side of it. Here's the biblical side. Is it being docked? Would that be an appropriate way to say it? That's what a slip. Yeah, it, well, that's that's what a slip well, is. It, a slip is where you put your boat. But here's the thing. Yeah, it, it gets docked occasionally when when they when the pirates come out or they find you out in the sea of commerce and they bring you into a a, a theater or a courtroom um, where they 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 want evidence that you have the ability to dock, but that evidence is actually also evidence of the abortion. Does that relate to docket? I believe it does. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the admiralty side. So the boat you came in on is in mother's waters and it is actually the vessel, the shell. Think of it as a container. All of that stuff. It it applies by definition. Now here's the, here's the biblical side. Remember that this is exactly the same DNA as you. I mean, exactly. In fact, it's not exactly the same. It is the DNA <laughs> that makes you up to this moment. At this moment, as you listen, you're exactly the same DNA as that zygote was at, at, its, at its origin. Here's what's interesting biblically. That extra embryonic material and the membrane surrounding baby is actually considered or called the lamb. The lamb, as if the, if your spirit is God, then it's the lamb of God. That's, the re, that's also the afterbirth material or the membrane that surrounds the baby. That lamb that vessel that got you from God to this world is the tertium quid. It's the third person. I'm going to use a word that you might have read somewhere in the scripture. It is him. 
him. Who am I describing when I say him? I don't like saying it, but the point is, is that that tertium quid third person, mother and child DNA combination, mother and child, Mary and Jesus, that's the him, that's the tertium quid. And the Roman Catholic Church has a legitimate claim to the intellectual concept of Mary and Jesus or him. So if you allow this material to be cut and taken away and placed on deposit, you have participated or allowed what's called a abortion on demand. When you claim a birth date, you're cutting the cord mentally, and now you've separated yourself from the very vessel that got you here. You're separating yourself from God by claiming the birthday. All right. So Kurt, some people are going to be saying, okay, we've, we've, we got versions of this concept. There's a reason why we just did what we did so we can move forward to the things that are going on now. Um, I can already imagine all the little light bulbs going off and people are typing on their computers, looking up the old cult show, Arrested <laughs> Development. I know it's going to happen, but, <laughs> but my point is, yeah, of course. Um, but what we've done is we've kind of reframed what we have outlined before with Kurt, but there is a reason because now the world's gone to bizarro world. And Kurt's main <laughs> concept here is why have we gone to bizarro world? Most people are under the impression we're to bizarro world because tyranny is afoot and we're all going to get shook down and all these terrible things are going to happen. And Kurt has kind of a different idea. He's saying it's not just a double reverse. It's not just a triple reverse. It is so unintuitive as to be astounding. So that brings us to the baby has been arrested. There's arrested development. It's been done alchemically with, I'll just call it an idea. That's really not the right thing. It's a concept. It's, a, it's an alchemical thing. It's a thing that doesn't exist, but it damn well does exist because it can be used and it works. So it's, it, it, there's no good way to describe it. It's a thing that is, that isn't kind of, sort of, but there we are. <laughs> I, love the, I love the way you talk, bro. I really do. I, it made perfect sense to me what you just said. <laughs> it's alchemy. It's why alchemy works. And, and the thing about alchemy is it's tied to the natural world. It's not a, a, a fallacious system. It's not, it's tied to what nature will allow there at no part. In alchemy, is there some man-made nonsense system that has no existence in reality, like science has a ton of, where you can actually take nonsense and do things? Alchemy is not that. Alchemy is the older version that ties to the natural world, to the creation. So we've brought everyone up once again to the baby is born and the development has been arrested. You've defined that perfectly. You've defined the idea of abortion being arrested development. So now we're living in bizarro world, Kurt. There's this thing called Corona. Isn't that where we pick up right now? Well, I guess that I, we, you're going to try to cut this off at the first hour. I think that we should finish the job here and, okay. and prove that, that what's going on in the world today is not so crazy if they're actually changing over from let's call it a, a, a biological deposit or a um, blood sacrifice or whatever you want to call it. How about a fictitious uh, system? You, it, well, and it's, it, it's fictitious only based upon the possibility of this, this uh, placenta being called a tertium quid, which makes it a third person hymnist. It, it's a legal fiction based in biblical ideas, basically, is how I would define it. it. Absolutely. And here's what's funny. I was looking a couple weeks back, about three weeks ago, I was looking for a connection to the Shepherd Towner Act uh, in the 1920s, where 
the men went away to war and died and didn't come back. And, and the country was left with a mom and a baby, mother and child. And that's called the Shepherd Towner Act. And it was around 1921, I think, 22, that it was enacted. But it was a precursor of the birth certificated person. But anyway, the Shepherd Towner Act. So I'm looking through the 67th Congress uh, where the Shepherd Towner Act is, and I found what I was looking for there. But in the meantime, I discovered something even more amazing. In fact, I discovered the smoking gun. The smoking gun to this umbilical cord concept is in the, found in the 67th Congress. You guys have the, you have the document. Um, it might be called Web Page 6 in, your, Got in, it. in, in my email to you. Got We're it. not done with abortion yet. By the way, just so you know, we're not done with the word abortion because I want to. I want. There's one more thing, where okay. the patriots understand that the concept of the, the the legal fiction when they they say, "Oh, the person means monster." You've heard that before, right? Uh, yeah. The, the 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 Black's Law Dictionary is what's fueled that. That's always what gets tied to it. Right, but the word abortion number two A is a mishappen thing or person. And, and again, if the placenta is considered a born alive person, there can't be much more mishappen than that. But a mishappen thing or a person, which is a monstrosity, according to uh, Webster, it's a monster. It is a monster. It's a biological monster. It also has 92 chromosomes, which has twice as many as a regular human being. We got to tee this up so people can follow. The document we're about to reference is the 67th Congress, Session 1, Chapters 11 and 12, from nineteen no, only tw- only twelve only twelve only twelve. We don't need to go to I, eleven. I'm, I'm outlining the document. The document will be okay. called uh, chapters eleven and twelve from nineteen twenty one. And as Kurt's pointing out, we're only going to take an interest in chapter twelve. One more time, sixty seventh Congress session one, chapters eleven and twelve from nineteen twenty one. We will be concerned with only the last half of this document called chapter twelve. All right. So here's the deal is. I want people to understand that the driver's license is actually addressed right here. The license, the trustee position, the, the, the fact that you, you, you require something from somebody. Here it is right here, chapter 12. An act relating to the landing and operation of submarine cables in the United States. Now, sub means under and cable means uh, water, underwater cables. And the word cable also directly correlates to the word cord. So here we go. Be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled. That's it. That's the whole shoot match right there. There's no United States. Kurt, that's a, that's a corporation. There's no America. This is the United States of America in Congress assembled. This is right out of the congressional record. Here it is. That no person shall land or operate in the United States any submarine cable directly or indirectly connecting the United States with any foreign country or connecting one portion of the United States with any other portion thereof, unless a written license to land or operate such cable has been issued by the president of the United States. Uh, That's your driver's license, just so you know. Provided that any such cable now laid within the United States without license granted by the president may continue to operate without such license for a period of 90 days from the date of this act takes effect. And here's the kicker. This is it. Here's the whole thing right here. And provided further that the conditions of this act shall not apply to cables, all of which, including both terminals, lie wholly within the continental United States, 
when they cut the cord, a piece of you was not allowed in, and that's the, that's the alienation. That's why the United States is different from America at this point because of the doctrine of discovery on one side and the United States being an entirely separate entity on the other, and now they're disconnected. When they cut the cord, they disconnected the native-born American, the one born to the soil, from the head or the capital of the United States, and they did it in 1921. Which sections of this document did you just reference, section one and section two? Chapter 12, the first paragraph, I never went beyond the last sentence of of section one. I don't need to. Because because it it shall not apply. People are going to be all over this, so I'm just trying to get the, the document you're referencing clearly defined. This is scary because if you go, and we, we probably have enough time to finish with one more thing. If you go to um, 1 USC 8, this is the United States Code, go to 1 USC 8. I'll do it myself right now. And I usually go to the Cornell Law one because it's the easiest to read. U.S. Code Title 8, Aliens and Nationality. Which well, chapter? just go to one. Just 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 type in one USC eight, and you'll be exactly where you need to go. And go to one USC eight. That's all you got to type in. And it, and when you when Cornell Law comes up, go to, go to that. I'm there. Okay, w- read the title. U.S. Code eight: Person, human being, child, and individual, as including born alive infant. There's your title. A. In determining the meaning of any act of Congress or any ruling, regulation, or interpretation of the various administrative bureaus and agencies of the United States, the words person, human being, child, and individual shall include every infant member. That's the membrane. There it is right there. That's the cutoff. That's the the tertium quid. That's what they're talking about here. Shall include every infant member of the species Homo sapiens who is born alive at any stage of development. The reason I know that for a fact, I mean a fact, this is not theory, is because born alive uses only the term conception and conception no longer occurs. It's not fertilization. It's not the origin. Conception is when my biological property goes into the wall of the uterus. That's called conception. And now my material is touching or adjacent property to the maternal after what's going to be the maternal afterbirth. They define born alive to only be a product of conception, which means it cannot be a product of fertilization. They're two completely different worlds. Conception brings my property and my mom's property together, which is the tertium quid, which is my DNA and my mom's DNA, which becomes the third person, which is their aborted material. The born alive infant is right here in the United States, one United States code eight, and it is everything you need agency over. Whereas if you were a living man, you don't need agency over your vessel. Now you have it. It's called your, your spirit. They gave you agency because your spirit is not any longer occupying the vessel. Elvis has left the building. The ship captain is no longer part of the ship. I mean, when, once your spirit is out of that vessel, that vessel is docked forever. There's nobody to move that vessel again. So they give you agency to move the vessel because your spirit is not there. That's my whole point. The United States has your vessel, according to U.S. So, so uh, but wait a minute. Going back to alchemical principles, if the portion that was taken at the birth canal, which you've defined as arrested development or abortion, if the spirit is assigned to that, then the baby alchemically is the body 
and the other portion is going to have to be the soul, right? What they did is they separated the spirit. If they have the vessel, but it's devoid of the ship captain, they have a dead or dying or derelict vessel, don't they? Yeah, but I'm pointing out that you succinctly attached alchemical procedures, which are connected. That's what I'm trying to get here. If they cut the cord, then you have a vessel that's devoid of a ship captain, don't you? Yes, but I'm trying to point out and that's to people. The, I'm just both. trying. Uh, you, can, you can't do this this way. The alchemy is the tertium quid. It's not me. I'm outside of it completely. The no, alchemy. But, is, but wait a is, minute. In, in the alchemy, there are always three things present. The body, the soul, and the spirit. That's what's going to be alchemically worked on. What you have just pointed out is the soul, or the, I mean the spirit, has been removed from the ship. Well, so one there, of the well, three wait, components uh, of everything that exists in nature from an alchemical point of view has been removed. It is no longer whole. The, and I'll tell you what it is. It, you call it the soul. The, the Greeks would call it the psyche. I call oh, it the, the mind. The spirit. You, spirit. You pointed out it was the spirit that was removed from the ship. The soul. That What remains is the soul and the body. If I cut the cord, what's the likelihood the afterbirth is going to survive? Zero. It's a decedent property now. It's dead. It has neither my biological spirit and it doesn't have my mind anymore because it's out of sight, out of mind. I've forgotten about it. So that material, that vessel, that vessel, not me, that vessel is devoid of both spirit and mind or psyche or soul. Both. It has the biology, but it's dying. It becomes a derelict vessel that needs me to come back and save it. In order for me to save that vessel, in order for Jesus to come back and save, he has to be back into it. When my mind and memory go back into that vessel, knowing it's the same freaking vessel I'm using today, I give it life again. That's salvation. So that what they have is they have a vessel that needs to be saved or salvaged. And the only one that can do it is you. But the funny thing is, you're already saving it. You're already salvaging it because you're using it today. You never haven't been. They created an alchemical third person that needs to be saved or salvaged. And it doesn't exist in nature. And, th- and the next document I bring up, maybe next hour or even right now, will prove that there's no such thing as a tertium quid in nature. It does, it's not allowed in God's world, but yet they created it through the word conception, through the whole Roe v. Wade abortion thing. And that's the whole, I hate to say it, but with the moment they cut that cord, it becomes an aborted vessel, period. There, nothing else happens after that. If I claim a birthday, if I claim that that is me, I put all of my energy into that character, that first, middle, last character, the birth certificated person. But then by putting all myself into their narrative, into their story, I die. There can only be one of me. There can't be two. So the moment I buy into their tertium quid, I die. Not biologically. But I disappear off the face of this earth because I'm, I go into their once upon a time story, their once upon a time narrative. I disappear. There can only be one of me. And if I all choose right. the certificated abortion, I disappear. I'm, I'm with you all day long. And I could absolutely tie this with what you've laid down. It all came to me. The whole thing is an alchemical procedure. 
basically. Yep. And and yep. I could I could show you right now. It's the, it's no it's really no different than what the pharmaceuticals do. An alchemist to make a great thing to help people heal. First he breaks it apart, then he purifies it, then he does the alchemical wedding and he brings it together. As a human being, he might even exalt it to above what nature provided in the first place. This is a similar thing going on. It's using the breaking apart, apparently the spirit, what's been separated, but we got time, Kurt, carry on. Yeah, that what you just described is actually called an apotheosis. They may divine the vessel. The vessel that got me from nowhere, from God, from, from the origin to this world, that vessel is the outside or the membrane outside of baby. And that's the vessel that got me here. And But if I abandon the vessel that got me here, I've abandoned my connection to my, my godly origin. That vessel is what got me here. I would have never made it here without that vessel. And that's, right. that's why they're saying, if you, got, if you want to get back to God, you have to get back in the vessel and get back to God. But the funny thing is, I never left the vessel because I'm still using it. It just happened to have evolved over the last 60 years. It's the same vessel, but they get me to believe that there's this other thing out there, this third person, this, this, by the way, just so you guys know where the third, where would, a, where would you guess a third person lived? Well, I can certainly tell you, I don't, I don't know if you're asking me for the physical, it, it exists in your mind. It's an idea. It's a reference. It's an allegory. It's a, you know, any number of things, but I'm guessing you're actually looking for a physical location. I have no damn idea. It, it would be an idea, but it's actually the third world. That's where the third person lives, in a third world. What's interesting about the third world, I, I, if you go to a Wikipedia, if you scroll down far enough, you're going to find there's, there's only one thing in common that all third worlds have. And let me see if I can find it here. Oh, uh, this is in the history of the third world or the concept of the third world. It says the only characteristic that Bauer, this author, the only characteristic that Bauer found common in all third world countries was that their governments demand and receive Western aid. There it is right there. That is the define that that defines the welfare state. And that's the third world. But and also, so you know, world, but wait, but wait a minute. That's all what you have just described is also <laughs> like a net almost because in those third worlds is where it's most likely for that child to keep all this stuff intact, way more likely for it to occur in a third world than somewhere like here where we go into a hospital where we know what's going to happen. But then you turn around and show how, I don't know, are we going to call it slavery? I don't know what to call it, is going to be attached to that third world who actually did the birth according to their traditions, but now they're going to be attached, aren't they? Because they demand support and they get it. Okay, here's a fun, here's a fun way to look at this. Understand that the zygote evidences your native origin native it's your nativity so your native origin is fertilization that's the beginning of your biological or substantial life and so that's the origin of man his native origin but when all of a sudden that native makes it all the way to the shore of the new world they take his boat away from him the native then steps foot on this place or or disappears into the you know inland never to be seen again. So they got this native vessel, seriously native, that is converted to a different type of vessel or a different type of person. So there's a conversion factor that happens between that, the cut material, the stuff that's been aborted, and the man himself. They had that, that space between the cut 
and the two, I'll call it two terminal ends. Baby's one terminal end, and the extra embryonic shell's the other terminal end, and the umbilical cord is the direct connection between those two ter- terminal ends. Now you know why it's important to understand Chapter 12 of the 67th Congress, because had both terminal ends been allowed to land, there would be no need for a license or permission from the president. That's the point of the entire 67th Congress, is they took a terminal end, which happens to be your godly origin end, which is also why the federal government and district courts have original jurisdiction, because it's the original matter that's within, that has fallen within their, their control or under their, it hasn't fallen, it's been taken. It was taken. But the point is, is that's the godly origin. One's godly origin is that material, the very origin, the original material. That's your godly origin. And we have abandoned God by allowing the cut and coming in and taking on this vestment or this, this character that they handed us when we, when we came, came ashore. Here, wear this. Wear this outfit. Wear, this is very fashionable here. Wear this. All right. Well, at the risk of cutting in where I shouldn't, we're almost to the top of hour one. And the whole point of this was to kind of steer people to understand what your take is on this virus thing going on. We have very few minutes left in hour one. We have to come in under an hour so it runs everywhere. Can you do the virus thing or the open up? Can you at least define virus and get us going that way? And by the way, in hour yep. two, we, we may go long. We're going to define Kurt's point of view on why all this has happened. And let me tell you something, it is so far from counterintuitive as to almost, I mean, it's elusive, but go ahead, start it on the virus, maybe etymology or something. Yes. I'm going to go to the the word virus as a positive thing. I know we all think this, the virus is a bad thing, but if you owned, again, I asked you guys this question earlier, wouldn't it be great if your show went viral? Is that a positive or negative thing? positive thing in this context, but actually the definition you're going to lay down is the oldest one, I would point out. Right, but I'm just saying that it's a very positive thing for this. In other words, the flow of the information, the flow of your ideas it, going viral, that's based on the word flow. So here it is, virus, this is out of Etymology Online, and this is the late 14th century says poisonous substance from the Latin virus, poison, sap of plants, slimy liquid, a potent juice from the proto- italic poison, which is probably from pie or the root vice, perhaps originally meaning here it is. And this is on a positive note, meaning to melt away or flow. So if, if we were frozen in time, if, if a piece of us was cut off and frozen in time through this, uh, this, this arrest, then a reflowing of time or a melting away of that frozen asset would be a wonderful thing. And if people understood the definition of corona, you would understand that a coronavirus or crown virus, a, a virus of the mind, where you're reattaching the, the head and the body, the heart and the mind, that's a positive thing. So the concept of a coronavirus, what if, this is just speculation here, what if they took something that sounds extremely scary, but it's counterintuitive, so they have everybody running from the very cure of this abortion. What if, what if the coronavirus is a cure through the flowing and a melting instead of a disease? When you laid down the virus definition and I went at the etymology for the, actually the first time, I took cursory glances at it. When you got to the thawing and flowing idea, that appears to be the oldest root of the word virus. And it is still, even at that time, attached to some of the things we might consider poisonous ideas. 
But my point is, uh, I wasn't aware of it before you pointed it out. We got roughly five minutes. So you're drawing the line. I'm going to shut up, use up the five minutes. Again, my, my theory is because of the idea, the entire banking system is built upon faith and credit, full faith and credit globally. And the dollar is that. What I'm getting at is I believe they're doing a global reset and they may be terminating or getting rid of an entire global economy built upon, I'm going to say the word, an entire global economy built upon the arresting or the abortion of our godly origin, which is that extra embryonic material that has been cut away from us through the cutting of the umbilical cord. Again, if baby, if all of baby's property would have been delivered into the new world, he would have been delivered to the continental United States as one whole person. Instead, he's been subdivided into, uh, I'll call it um, two personalities. One is the state and one is the church, two separate personalities that need a middleman to reconnect. And the Bar Association has become a perfect middleman or medium of exchange, spiritual medium of exchange to where they can straddle the two worlds or the threshold between the unborn, the aborted, the extra embryonic material, and the born, the man or woman or the living, the living baby. They're acting at the, I call it a toll booth, a phantom toll booth where they're, they're, they're acting as a medium of exchange between the unborn and the born, and they're helping you across into the new world. That's what they're doing with this aborted material. I think they're having a what I call a global reset, and they're probably going to shut everything down or freeze everything so they can do a full forensic accounting and probably do what's right for the first time since uh, FDR created this nonsense in 33. I got to say, man, <laughs> I, I don't I mean, I'm with you on all the logic in this. I, I don't know. That's a pretty big if, but I, I can't tell you you're wrong. But I can <laughs> tell you that if you wrote a book. It would put Harry Potter in the dust if the plot and storyline <laughs> was based on what you just laid down. It is the most kind of interesting, provably alchemically tied, provably going at the roots of words and their meaning, um, the biblical ideas, the legal ideas, the legal. F- it, it, it's almost beyond my ability to consider how human beings would ever think of a system like this in the first place. And if they did, and if all this is down the center of the road, there were some freaking geniuses in our past, is all I can say. Um, Jason, do you want to get in on this, or do you want to avoid it with every fiber of your being? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how you mean that. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. I think let's move on to hour two here. There's things we definitely want to talk about that we don't want to put an hour one, have it pulled because this is really important content as always. Kurt's laying it down in amazing ways as he always does. So hour two is going to be where it's at. All right, man. So that brings hour one of episode 208 to a close. Look, even defining the word abortion, you don't know if they're going to pull it. We're all getting notified on YouTube that everybody's sick. So now people don't even pull the videos. It's all bots. And we've been informed we're going to pull way too many videos. And we know that hurts, but that's just the way it's going to be. But that's part of the reason we put these things together like this. The first hour, if this gets pulled for some ridiculous reason, is running on crow 7 radiocom The second hour is for membership. 
but we are going to draw the line on what Kurt finally laid down there at the end, that maybe what's going on in the world, everybody has misconstrued. Maybe everybody's missed the point here. It's fascinating. It's hard to poke a hole in the ideas he's laid down. Everything is cogent. Everything, you can reference the things he's citing. And by the way, we have two more letters to President Trump in the offing. Um, so join us all over at crow777radio.com. This is always a hell of a ride when Kurt comes. And let me tell you something. If he's even close to hitting this nail on the head, it's freaking mind-boggling. So there it is, man. Join us at crrow777radio.com for hour two, probably plus. Cheers. Of 